This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. You're listening to Blind Wide Open with host Christine Malik. As a blind person, it's impossible to overstate the impact of GPS technology when it comes to independent travel, both within and outside my own community. Dumpling restaurant, Chinese dumplings, 80 meters at 1 o'clock. Sandwich place, Mr. Sub, 105 meters at 6 o'clock. Gym slash fitness center, home fitness, 130 meters at 6 o'clock. There are various types of accessible GPS technology that will give information like what street you're on, what's coming up, what businesses are around, or how to plan a route. At the new community hub in Midtown Toronto, however, they're taking things to a whole new level. Nearest beacon is welcome to the Mid Community Hub. Vertical double shape for more information. Bluetooth beacons are small, programmable devices that can be placed anywhere. They work in very short range and can be used in conjunction with a smartphone to give extremely detailed information to a blind traveler, not only about what commercial establishments are nearby, but things like how to find the counter when you enter, where the washrooms are, or anything else the programmer decides would be helpful. Nearest beacon is welcome to Freshie. Vertical double shake for more information. On entry, seating at 9 o'clock. Proceed to service counter. Caution, descending steps. At bottom. Proceed forward. Service counter at 1 o'clock. Recently, I visited the hub to check it out for myself. On entry, turn to 3 o'clock. Stairs to second floor. 4 o'clock, come back and doggy bar. 9 o'clock. Sofa, 10 o'clock. Reception, desk. Advance forward to technology bar. Internet cafe. Discovery zone. Kitchen and accessible washroom. I spoke with Kat Clark, the lead for advocacy in the GTA and specialist for government relations in Ontario. Can you describe for me the Beacon program that's been implemented around the hub here in Midtown Toronto? Yes, so we were really fortunate to receive some funding from the Rick Hansen Foundation as part of their Barrier Buster um, funding initiative. So um, when we moved into the hub in, uh, I think it was January of last year now, we were really thinking about how we could make the neighbourhood more accessible for people with sight loss who were coming into the hub to uh, visit for services and that kind of thing. Uh, So with this funding opportunity that was available, we were thinking about our partnership with Blind Square and wouldn't it be great if we could have some beacons not only in the hub but also in the surrounding neighbourhoods. So when people come for a programme, they can head down the street for a coffee or to grab some lunch and it would be a really accessible experience. So with that funding we managed to get 200 beacons and um, with our fantastic advocate volunteers and different community members we were canvassing uh, local businesses, cafes, pubs, Toronto, public library, you name it, they were canvassed and uh, as of now we have about 150 beacons out in the surrounding neighbourhood. 
So tell me about the, like, walk me through the process of engaging those local businesses and organizations. How did that look on the ground? So first of all, we um, managed from the councillor's office to get a list of all of the businesses and then we had a fantastic volunteer that contacted all of the businesses individually. So it was a very labour intensive piece, first of all. Um, we were in constant communication with the local community through email. Uh, we would call local businesses to follow up. And we also even had a couple of canvas days with staff and volunteers to go out en masse and with our clipboards and, and speak to businesses individually. Um, it was a real challenge though, I would say, because even if businesses are, are interested, you might have to contact them a few times before you reach the manager and then trying to find a day when the manager's in to do a demo and, and do the installation as well as create the messaging can sometimes hold up the process a little bit. Is there any cost or obligation on the uh, part of the business owner? So with this um, funding from the Rick Hansen Foundation, the Beacons hardware are completely free, as is the um, network fee for a year. So it really gives the business an opportunity over that year to see how it is affecting their business, is it worthwhile for them, are, are more people with sight loss coming in now because they have the beacon in their business and um, it really just gives us a bit of breathing room to prove the project's worth to them. What happens after a year? So we're currently looking now at, at different funding options, whether that would be a different funder or whether that would perhaps even be something the City of Toronto could take on. Uh, we've got until July of this year to, to figure that out, so that we have a few promising leads on that right now, um, but definitely open to any funding opportunities that come our way for that. But I, I would also say with uh, the technology moving so quickly, who knows where we might even be in a couple of years if, if beacons are something we'll continue to use or whether it will be the next hot thing. What would be the cost to the business if they decided to take it on themselves? So the, the, co the cost of the beacon would still remain free for the rest of the beacon's uh, time, but the only cost would be the network fee, which is around $30 a year. So really, in the grand scheme of things, a, a small cost to the business and potentially a big impact. Do you anticipate any businesses will just say, no problem, we'll, we'll carry it ourselves? Um, I'm, we're hopeful that definitely the bigger businesses out there would would do that. Uh, our main concern would be the kind of mum and pop shop businesses that even $30 might be quite an expense to them. So we would definitely try and enter into a conversation to continue on the project with them because that would really be our worst nightmare that after a year or so the, the beacons were turned off and the project would end. We, we definitely want it to continue. What kind of response did you get from businesses when they were approached by your team? Uh, we had a, a real range of responses. I would say most of them were very positive. Um, of, obviously a lot of businesses were didn't really know what we were talking about so it was more of an education piece to really explain how it worked to them and, and walk them through the technical process but once they understood it was free and 
it was a very small beacon that was very discreet in their business. They were really happy to take part. Uh, of course, there were a couple of people that still didn't want to take part because um, I know with technology, there's always a fear around privacy and hacking and, and people really misunderstood um, what, the, what it was trying to achieve. But we were just really focused on the people that wanted them and wanted to make the neighborhood more accessible. Have you gotten much reaction from clients about them? We've done a couple of focus groups and um, we, we've issued some surveys, but in all honesty, it's, it's really early days right now and we're still even trying to figure out the kinks of the messaging. So sometimes the beacon range might be too long um, or the message might be slightly incorrect because the business has updated their layout. So for us, I would say more feedback has been quite kind of useful feedback for us um, but I even heard feedback from someone who said that previously she had to open the door of a business and yell in you know what business is this <laughs> or are you pet value yeah. um, and that was the only way that she could find that out whereas it's really changed her world now that she can go in independently and she's confident she's in the right place. Do you have a sense of what uh what the future of this kind of technology would look like, not just for this area, but for people around the country? Um, I, I know that even from this project that businesses and, and companies are very interested in, in rolling this out um, across Canada and uh, across Toronto. For example, the TTC, they've um, la just launched their pilot at St. Clair station and um, are interested in rolling it out across the whole of the subway system. Uh, we were even contacted from uh, businesses as far and wide as uh, Melbourne in Australia. So um, it, it's really hard to tell with technology what direction it's going to go in. I suspect that Beacon are going to look very different and it might even be in the future that a Beacon might not physically be present, it might be something that is um, used through geofencing or something else. If a business or clients wanted to see something like this in their community, what steps can they take to, to make that happen? I would say get in touch with um, CNIB would be a first step because um, I know even in some other parts of Ontario, there are some advocates that are working together with CNIB to get um, beacons into local malls and, and local points of interest. So um, I would talk to us first and we can always put you in, in touch with the right people. Yeah, I would just um, want to encourage people to take a look at the website. It's www.cnib.ca forward slash shop talk. And through the website, you can also email us and let us know your feedback on the beacons and uh, give us any suggestions. You've been listening to Blind Wide Open with host Christine Malik. This was a CNIB Foundation podcast.